actually really proud. I mean, I grew up in Hackney and this was marshland. Just this bit of ground that was an old paint factory, amongst other things, is... I've seen ma- massive change um, for the better. I lived in Hackney for 21 years and I guess seeing the changes have been huge. My daughter's swimming at the moment um, and I use the creche and the gym and the pool. You've got the velodrome where she learns to go on a bike. She goes to the tennis centre. To have all this on your doorstep is quite phenomenal really. They are just some of the families and visitors we welcomed to Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park in 2020. Eight years on from the London Olympic and Paralympic Games, no one could have predicted the scale of the impact coronavirus would have, what a national lockdown would look like, and the challenges it's brought for every single one of us, and that includes the park itself. I'm Lynn Garner, Chief Executive of the London Legacy Development Corporation. I'll tell you a little bit about what that means, what the Legacy Corporation is here to do. The park and the venues were handed over to the Legacy Corporation uh, the day after the Olympic and Paralympic Games finished in 2012. And our job is to capture the opportunities of the Games for the benefit of local people, for the benefit of East London. In fact, our mission is to help change the lives of East Londoners. Actually, uh, there's a bit of a clue in the title to what we do. We are a development corporation. We build things. But in the back of our minds, we always have that mission at our heart that this is about people, not necessarily about buildings. So we're very socioeconomically focused. Uh, We look after the 560-acre beautiful park in Stratford. We look after the former Olympic venues. There are eight, some of which we look after personally ourselves. We also build new homes in and around the park on our own land. And we currently host two new business districts um, there within um, QEOP, as we call it. In this podcast, we are going to look at how the community and businesses rose to the challenge of such unprecedented times uh, most recently. But more importantly, perhaps, we'll also look ahead to the next 12 months and how the park can play a vital part in London's future recovery. 2020 started just like any other year. Every year's a year of sport at Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park, but this year seems particularly busy. I'm Tom Daly. I think it's going to be an amazing competition. Obviously, it's going to be the world's best divers. My name's Lauren Price, Team GB boxer. Going to London to qualify. Could book you on a plane to Tokyo. I'm James Orby, part of the British swimming team. The British Championships in April are a really significant part of the, the route towards Tokyo. There's been so much going on in the run-up to another Games. We've been celebrating and anticipating some time now, and, and it's great to see these events coming to a climax. Our year in 2020 began really well. I'll start talking about something that was just before January, actually, because on Christmas Day, we lifted the Carpenters Land Bridge into place at Stratford Waterfront. And that's a really important infrastructure that links Stratford Waterfront to the International Quarter London site just behind. And we were all watching it in the early hours of Christmas morning on a on a live camera link. So That was fantastic. We had started significant procurement packages for East Bank, which we're building on Stratford Waterfront at the moment, bringing some wonderful um, new partners to the park, letting a number of those packages um, really quite successfully. We were looking forward to a year of sports, celebrating with the community. But 
As we know, that didn't happen. With the virus spreading, the Prime Minister announced a national lockdown and people were told to stay at home. The health and care sector braced itself and on Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park, we adapted. Our businesses repurposed. Our green spaces became a venue for daily exercise. And we continued working to ensure the park remained a vital community asset. I didn't have to ask too hard. People were asking me what to do. Our event partner that is doing the distribution mobilised and organised Arctic lorries to get this stuff around to the NHS and other charities. There are so many more people out there at the moment enjoying it because of lockdown and how that you were only allowed to go out for a certain amount of exercise. The Olympic Park is very big, so generally we don't really just stay one place. We have all the facilities to go to, so we tend to branch different places. What the Olympics offered was the chance to completely restore the landscape for nature and people. And by having a biodiversity action plan, it meant that there were clear targets in place so that this opportunity wouldn't be missed. Biodiversity is very interconnected, so it's really useful for other ecologists and other landowners around to understand what biodiversity richness there is in the park. So it's buzzing with wildlife and buzzing with people now, and it's so vitally important for people's health and well-being. People really adapted during lockdown. Obviously, we had to close the venues, the park remains open, and the park became a really vital community asset. What we saw were thousands of people turning up for their daily exercise, were surrounded by flattered development in the park, and people were using the park on a daily basis to get their exercise, which was really wonderful to see. We ran some market research at that time, and we had some fantastic results from local people who were really talking about how the park had helped to them, both with their physical health, but also with their mental health, you know, bringing their children out of flattered development locally and getting a bit of exercise there. We were really pleased that we were able to launch our biodiversity action plan. And we also won some awards um, amongst them, a green flag award, which we've won now for the seventh year running. So we were really um, proud of that. That's just the park. When it comes to the venues, if I use the example of the London Stadium, we use the downtime to invest in some infrastructure at the stadium. We put in uh, some new seats, um, which is an investor save project. And we put in some LED lighting. We ran a procurement exercise for that. It's due to go in next year, actually. But both of those initiatives will save us considerable amounts of money going forward. So we use that downtime at the stadium really productively. And we also maintain momentum in a number of other areas. So I recently appointed a new chief commercial officer, Nathan Homer. He's been appointed to have a look at how we might commercialise the park going forward. And this is all about reducing the burden on the taxpayer and how far we can get with that in the next three to five years. Via a, a virtual link, we launched our new residential scheme, which is 1,200 units across two sites. One is right next to the new V&A Museum on Stratford Waterfront, and the other is called Bridgewater, which is next to Pudding Mill Lane Tube Station. So we've launched that into the market for some partners. We are currently seeking an operator for something called the Good Growth Hub. So the Good Growth Hub is going to be a focus of our socioeconomic activity. It's a physical building. 
just there near the Copper Box Arena. And we're going to see, I think, hundreds of local people come through for employment and skills work there. We'll be pointing them into jobs locally and also into the East Bank Partners when they uh, come live on the park from 2022 they will be recruiting uh, from local people. So the Good Growth Hub will act um, in that regard as a recruiting agency to a certain extent. And there are so many other things. I mean, actually, on the housing front, we have entered the final phase of Chobham Manor housing development, which will complete in 2022 with 880 new homes. And we've just finished the first phase of Eastwick People are moving in, so 50% of the private rented dwellings in phase one are already occupied, and that's happened during lockdown. There was a sales and marketing suite that was opened uh, called Clarnico Club. I'd recommend people go along there. It's fantastic. There's a wonderful social enterprise running the cafe in there. They're called Send. They work with young people who have educational needs They run a fantastic internship scheme where they take people for 12 months before posting them out into into jobs in other um, hospitality businesses. And finally, something we are terribly proud of, every year we run something called an East Summer School. We work with about 250 young people locally and our East Bank partners, so whether that's the V&A, the BBC, Sadler's Wells, And what we do is we do sort of significant classroom exercises in sets of making skills, production skills. You know, the BBC, we're looking at designing a production studio and so on with young people. And we run this every year and it's terribly successful. And what we did this year, which was fantastic, is that we just moved it online. It was a huge success and over 250 people engaged in it. And we had some wonderful feedback from those guys. There is so much more to come in Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park. The first thing to land on would be East Bank. Two new university campuses and those arts and cultural organisations. The biggest single investment in arts and culture that we've seen in this country since the Great Exhibition in the 1850s. This is going to be vital for London's recovery because... What we're able to do is signal a public sector investment in a set of fantastic assets just at the time when we're coming up to the recovery period 2022 onwards. It will demonstrate real positivity in London and a real appetite for significant investment. And I think that's going to be a national and an international signal. We still have many homes to build on the park. Um, still 2,600 new homes to come. The reason they are really important to recovery is let's not forget that the vast majority of them are family-sized homes. So people bringing their families into the park to live in a wonderful open space and have access to it. Around 60 or 70% of all the homes that we built are family-sized homes, many of them three-bed plus, and many of them affordable. So we're looking forward to getting on uh, with that. Of course, the stadium and the venues will reopen. They'll continue to attract elite athletes. In 2021, we are rerunning, if you like, the Tokyo qualifiers. So we're still involved in the qualifiers and some of those are taking place in the Copper Box Arena and in the London Aquatic Centre. 
park is a significant part of the recovery because of the jobs and economic opportunity that it's going to be able to bring. Already talking to UCL, for example, about how we can put training programs in place locally so that local people can be ready to take advantage of those jobs when they open in 2022, particularly with young people who've been very badly affected by COVID in our neighbouring boroughs. I'm joined now to talk more about these plans and what they mean for our community by Tasmir Tahir. Tasmir is one of our Legacy Youth Board members. Hi, Tasmir. Hi, Lynn. What is the Legacy Youth Board? The Legacy Youth Board is a group of young people all aged between 18 to 25. So we have a group of 11 young people who grew up in the host boroughs and we have connections to the local area. We've grown up looking at the park um, uh, being uh, developed and along the way we have become engaged with this process to be able to input into the future of the place that we ultimately inherit. And what made you decide to join the Legacy Youth Board? So my personal journey with the park's quite long. Um, I grew up in Walden Forest and um, when I was in secondary school, that's when the Olympic bid went out. And, you know, it was an amazing time for us because um, this was a massive change, but also a massive opportunity for young people. And I remember going on a tour of the park and just being overwhelmed by the park and just, you know, all the, uh, and at that point it was just being constructed. So just by thinking about how amazing this is going to be and what, what a part of history we were becoming. Um, at that point, I felt that I wanted to be more involved in in how this legacy is carried forward. And I joined a group called Legacy Youth Panel at that point. It still lives on as the Legacy Youth Voice. And um, working through that process, um, when the opportunity for the board came up, I applied and I was part of the first board when it was established and have been part of it since. Wow, God, that, that's a really fantastic story. So you've been around quite a long time with the whole Olympic story. Mm -hmm. 2011, so just before the, the games and just from that kind of building stages all the way to watching the games and now the legacy of it, living the legacy. Yeah, absolutely. And how about, how about you? Did you go to the park or anything during lockdown? Did you experience it and, and see it for yourself? So, yes, we did. I mean, we as a family, we live in an apartment, so we don't have a garden space. Um, and it was a huge huge benefit for us to have the park because all through summer we walked around and you know um, really had family time as well by just being there together and also when when in summer when the restrictions were a little bit lifted um we had like friends come over and do like picnics but you know like one household and things like that and again it was amazing to have that kind of shared space Fantastic, fantastic. There's a lot coming to the park. Do you feel excited about it? Oh, I'm extremely excited about what's coming up in the park. And I think, you know, I reflect back to the time when all of this was just plans. And, you know, as young people, we were looking at those plans and, and you know, imagining where we fit into all of them. And now as kind of young professionals, we see these, you know, coming to life. And for us, it's 
it's amazing opportunities and also you know I have a younger sister and I see where she fits into that as well I see the opportunities that that are coming to East London and that that we as young people are able to you know um, have access to and it really really excites me and it's it's a very hopeful um, thing for us young people. I think the hope piece is really important isn't it because we've been reflecting on just how badly young people in particular have been affected by the pandemic. You know, some, some have been affected educationally, yeah. others have been affected, you know, because they're young people just starting off in their careers and so on. Um, and we've been thinking about how Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park could be part of the recovery. What, what do you think we ought to be doing in that space? So this is something we speak about as a board as well. And for us um, as a board and as as uh, on a personal level as well, I see the park as this host of opportunities. I see it as a beacon of hope where um, the opportunities that come out of the park are universal, that they are, um, that, that they appreciate the locality that they're based at, you know, and all these opportunities really help us with aspirations as well. You know, we see these opportunities and we can finally see ourselves in those spaces. And, you know, it makes us feel, very excited by them and in terms of I think the actual um, what we can do I suppose it is ultimately being visible and you know having these opportunities visibly out for young people to see and you know experience so things like the East Summer School for example is amazing. If you had one message to people about about the future for this part of London what would you say? This is where the future is this is where the opportunities are and look to the future, look east. That's really my message to everyone, whether it's employers, whether it's young people and parents and families, you know, the future's here, the future's east. My thanks to Tasmir Tahir. The Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park has risen to the challenge. It's adapted and we remain optimistic for the future. This area will be vital to the local and wider community as London, along with the rest of the world, recovers from the global pandemic, both socially and economically. My name is Nana Badu, and I'm the founder and CEO of Badu Sports and Badu Community. Jeff Thompson, board member of the London Legacy Development Corporation. My name is Gavin Paul. I'm the chief exec of Hearys. I'm Graham Gilmore, chief exec of the London Stadium. Well, 2020 didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to. We unfortunately had to shut the stadium down and, and we lost all of our events. For those who were living in cramped conditions of lockdown, found the Olympic Park as a place they could use their one hour of activity. 2020 has brought its challenges, but also a whole renewed understanding of how and what we should be doing to support engage and include everyone. It gave us a great opportunity to do a phenomenal amount of work at the stadium. As a community built around technologists and creative industries, we've seen some incredible growth as well. And to provide solutions to people as they're trying to grow in existing space or even grow into new space. Our hope for 2021 is to continue to support rapid growth companies at Here East in technology and creative areas, but also to see the students become fully functioning again and students on site. We all know more now and we're all trying to understand more. We will do better. We will listen more. We'll try to understand more. We'll finish the football season on a positive note. We'll have an array of concerts with worldwide artists playing the London Stadium. 
We'll go into a great athletics occasion, and that'll be also before Tokyo 2020 is Tokyo 2021. And it provides all of us who work to engaging, equipping, and empowering our young people and communities a chance to re-inspire them, re-engage them, re-equip them, and re-empower them. The Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park is hope. It represents hope for a better future. It represents opportunities. It represents a link to my current life and to the future that I look forward to.